Hi, this is Stacy Lewis, and you're listening to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Go Hogs! Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 139. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom Purcell, and thanks so much for joining us. Whether this is your rookie flight or you're a frequent flyer on the Starship Golf Better, either way, we're glad you're with us. And today's an extra special day to be with us because we have a special guest. She needs no introduction. As a matter of fact, she just did it herself, but let me tell you a little bit about her. Right now, number one player in the United States and Rolex number two in the world. Who else but the Arkansas Razorback, Miss Stacy Lewis. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us. It's an honor and privilege to have you on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We like to ask our guests, Stacy, how they got started in the game, uh, growing up in the game of golf, that found that love affair with this great game. And your story's a little different. You, you had to persevere and you had to overcome some things, and it can really help some other young person that may be going through some. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yeah, I am... Um... You know, I just got started playing because my dad plays, and I would just kind of tag along with him on the weekends. I started when I was probably seven or eight, and, you know, I just I just played for the fun and having being out there with my dad. It wasn't anything serious. I was never aspiring to be a professional or anything like that. And so um, golf just kind of – it. I just kind of got better at every level and kind of led me to where I am now, but um, never really dreamed of being – at the place I am right now. Medically, you had some challenges, right? And that was that was tough. And you really, really persevered through all that, didn't you? Yeah. At um, at age eleven, I had I was diagnosed with scoliosis, and I wore a brace for six and a half years uh, to hopefully correct the correct the curvature in my spine, and then and hopefully not have to have surgery. And then, but turns out I still have to have surgery. So. When I was 18, I had a rod and five screws put in my back, and um, somehow I'm still able to play golf. Wow, that's amazing with the twisting and turning that goes on with a golf swing, especially at a young age. Somehow you tripped on the University of Arkansas. You're kind of unique on tour because you're you're a four-year letterman. Most of these ladies come out now and just start playing young. You went all the way through a couple majors, right? Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I don't know why people are leaving early. I love school. I would... I would still go back if they'd let me. Uh, it was so much fun just to to be at a university and play for a team. And um, you know, I got I think I got lucky uh, going to Arkansas. You know, I got I couldn't play for six months after my surgery. And you know, the school was great. They kept my scholarship. They said you can redshirt and you come back and you'll play for us. And it's not a big deal. So I just I kind of got in the perfect place where you know I could grow as a person and get better. And a double major too, finance and accounting, correct? Yes, I um, I wanted to have a major I could do something with. So, uh, and school school came to me pretty easily, so I went ahead and got two of them. <laughs> well, you got out on tour. That started to come pretty easily. At first, you won your Q school, I believe, in two thousand nine. The top twenty started started piling up. Talk about how you felt when you first got out on tour, and how you've grown into where you are right now. Um, you know, it was it was weird because I. I didn't really – it wasn't probably till after my junior year that I won the national championship that I really thought I could do this. And, um, you know, I was going to, to Q school. I was trying to win. I wasn't trying to just finish the top 20 or do any of that. And, you know, things just kind of – they started to happen the way they should. And, you know, I got out on tour. I had a pretty good first year, but nothing 
nothing like I wanted. You know, it was definitely a huge learning experience for me. And, you know, I learned a lot that first year of what, you know, what it really took to play at the highest level. Well, April 3rd, the first major Kraft Nabisco. You hear about how people are uh, fear of failure or fear of success. Talk about that, that first major and what that meant to you. Yeah, it was it was the perfect week. It was something, I mean, I'd, I'd always played well. I played in the craft as an amateur and played well, and I love the golf course. So I kind of had a feeling that I would I would eventually win there. But, um, you know, get your first win as a major, and, you know, my parents my family were there. And to battle Yanni down the stretch, I mean, it just, it just couldn't get any more perfect. We were we battled for two days on the weekend and just stand up against the number one player in the world and, and you know, take her down on the last day when she didn't really probably see it coming uh, was pretty special. Wow. And this year is a special year, too. Two wins already. A shop right, in, right down the road from us in Mobile, Alabama. Was looking at your stats last week, uh, year-to-date stats, number three in greens and regulation, number two in putts per green and regulation, you're in the top 10 67% of the time. Stacy. what's in the water? What, what, what's going on? People dream of years like this. That's a pretty good combination of stats to have. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. I think I think I played really well last year, and I didn't get – I won the major, and then I had a bunch of top 10s, but Yanni had such a good year, she kind of got all the press. And so that kind of, like, it gave me some motivation going into the off season and coming into this year that – you know, that people don't realize, you know, how good I am. And so I wanted to, I wanted to be the top American and I wanted to win a couple of times. And, you know, that's kind of, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but it just leading, I mean, those two stats with the putting and the greens regulation, I mean, that's, that's your scoring clubs right there. And so that's something that I've really been focusing on. Something you just said resonated with me, especially in this, uh, an Olympic year that you, you were driven to be the number one American player. I mean, that really, really pushed you, didn't it? Oh, it did. I was. I think the last two years, all we've gotten asked um, when we do interviews is, "Where are the top? Where are the American players? Where? Why are all the South Koreans and Japanese? Why are they kind of dominating the tour?" And I just got tired of having to answer that question. And said, "I'm just going to let my play take care of itself." And so that was, um, you know, coming into next year is going to be Solheim Cup year, and so it's. I mean, leading the Solheim Cup points, that's kind of all that's been driving me. Stacy Lewis, number two in the world, number one American, joining us here on Golf Better. Stacy, going back to that double major in finance and accounting, you understand that with success comes some of the spoils and some of the sponsors that get to come your way when you like that. Can you t- share a little bit about some of those other sponsors, and then we'll talk about the major one. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it's it's been really cool how things have kind of it's changed every year, and it's kind of everything's grown, and I've. I've gotten some pretty good companies with Marathon and KPMG that have stepped up just this past year. And, um, you know, it just kind of shows that they're outside of golf a little bit. You wouldn't expect those companies to be in golf and that, um, you know, they're they're there supporting me and kind of makes my job a little bit easier. Our good friends at Mizuno Golf brought you here, brought us together today. You've had a a long relationship with them. Talk about that relationship with Mizuno and and that, that combination of how it's just been clicking all along. Yeah, I um, I in college after my surgery, um, I went to our coach took us to this golf store and basically could hit any club. They had basically had any club you could ever want, and so hit all the clubs. And I found Mizuno's and um, played Mizuno's all through college. 
played the irons, and then um, I turned pro, and I, I told my agents, I said, I don't want to play anything other than Mizuno irons. I said, if you can get a deal for me, great. If not, I'm still going to play the clubs. And so it just worked out perfect that Mizuno stepped up. Um, they are basically my first sponsor. Before I even had my tour card, they were there as a sponsor. And so they just had a lot of faith in me, and they, you know, they take care of me. Well, you talked about the irons and how good they are, and they are a, a fabulous, fabulous field. Can you share a little bit about what's in your bag right now with Mizuno? Yeah, I have the JPX 800 Pros. Um, I've always played something with a little bit wider sole. Um, I don't. I, it's more because of the shaft. I play graphite irons, and so um, a lot of the irons are kind of difficult to get the graphite right with. And so, but I don't mind it at all. I feel like I have. I can hit any shot I need to. And, I mean, obviously with the stats, the greens and regulation, it's showing. So um, they're, they're, they're pretty good for me. Stacy, what's the longest iron in your bag right now? Or does it, I know it vary, may vary by course, but typically what's your longest iron you're going to play? Um, I usually up to a four iron. Uh, some, you know, for the British, I might try to get something with a little more like a three iron. But um, I've always played a four iron. I, I tend to hit it pretty high, and so I like having the longer irons in the bag. Well, there you go, listeners out there. There's a number two player in the world, and she's got the four iron is as high as it goes. Remember, the hybrids can really, really help you. And there you hear it yeah. from Stacy. Stacy, what's going on the rest of the year? Right now you're out at Pumpkin Ridge, I believe, for Safeway Classic. Well, tell us what, what we can expect the remainder of the year on your schedule. Yeah, we, uh, we get pretty busy, actually, the rest of the year. We're in Portland this week, and then we have the Canadian Open up in Vancouver next week, and then... Um, a couple weeks after that, we're over. We have our last major of the year at the British Open, so we've got still got a lot to play for the rest of the year. And of course, we we make kind of our trip to Asia at the end of the year too. So uh, got some got some miles to log, but um, we still got a lot to play for. One of the things we like to do each week, Stacy, if we can, is give away something to one of our listeners. I hope you can help me this week. Right now, if, they okay. go, if you go to our webpage, edwinwattsgolf.com forward slash golf better you'll find the register to win button right now it's a seymour pcb putter courtesy of jim grunberg same putter zach johnson plays he's, i'm sure his putts per green right now are pretty good but this is a wilson fg tour wedge given to us by our good friends at wilson golf and stacy i'm going to let you announce the name of the winner all right and our winner is matt mcelroy of brentwood new hampshire congratulations matt awesome and you get to hear that from Number two in the world, hopefully maybe soon, number one in the world, Stacy Lewis. We'll be getting that wedge out to you out to you shortly. Stacy, I know your time's valuable. Thanks for being with us. Just a couple things as we close, just some final thoughts from Stacy Lewis to our listening audience. Um, yeah, you know, it's I don't know, it's been a crazy year for me and so I'm looking forward to the rest of the year and Mizuno's got some new stuff coming out that I get to test in a couple weeks and so I'm excited to see the new products and um, everybody should check them out too. And our final question, i got to ask you, give me a prediction for the Arkansas Razorbacks, the Hogs, this year in SEC football. Um, I, I think we're going to be all right. You know, we had the whole issue with the coach earlier in the year, but I think we're going to be pretty good. You know, the problem is we have to play LSU and Alabama and Auburn every single year. So um, they're at least at home this year. So hopefully we can get through those two and uh, maybe be on top at the end of the year. Stacy, thanks so much for joining us. It's been fun. We're going to – be following you the rest of the year, cheering you on, and next year, who knows, we may get a bus ride up and head over to Mobile and watch you defend because we're only a couple hours away. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy, And thanks also to our friends Doug Bybee of Mizuno Golf 
and J.S. Kang of Sterling Sports Management for bringing Stacy here to us. And also thanks to you, our listeners, and we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone.